Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, how to regulate emotions when you have ADHD. With us in our virtual studio is longtime listener, Greg. Uh, we've been doing a series of shows with Greg, uh, who is a listener, kind of talk about a lot of uh, shows that we've done, kind of pulling them together and talk about the practical application of it. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into the meat of tonight's show, real quickly, our, our program tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In celebration of that event, uh, we're going to give away uh, so, some digital copies of Attention Magazine. Um, all you have to do is listen to our show and uh, email us at uh, attention at attentiontalkradio.com, the secret word from this show, which we'll release a couple times, and the secret word from another show, and we will email you a PDF copy of the current issue of Attention Magazine and another one on the next edition when it kind of comes out. Um, Chad's got a tip for you. Uh, He's talking a little bit about the advantages of uh, Attention Magazine that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the show. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning Attention Magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Thanks, Chad, for, uh, for your support. Those that are not familiar, Chad's largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage everyone to support that organization because in supporting them, we speak with one voice on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies. Uh, you can learn more by going to chadd.org uh, to learn more about uh, what they do and member benefits, and we encourage you to consider joining. Uh, so let's get into our show tonight. Uh, we're here with Greg, who's a long-term listener, and our topic tonight is how to regulate emotions when you have ADHD. And uh, so, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Love being here. These are so fun. All right, I enjoy this. So our topic today is regulating emotions with ADHD. Is that something you uh, have you noticed you struggle with that, or uh, is it uh, just something that you've heard on, us talk about on the show? Yes. So I heard a <clears throat> an episode that you did with uh, Dr. Barkley, and I forget the exact words, but it was very clear that he said something to the effect of the uh, the fact that ADD is like uh, you, you can't something to the effect you can't ignore the emotional component of ADD, and, and it was so clear, and um, it struck me. And um, I've, I've listened to a lot of, of your show, of, of course, and, and other books and things, and didn't realize that it would they were so tied together, which it, it, that proves true for me the way I experience it. So, yeah, let's talk about what, it, what why. A little bit of background for everybody. Um, ADHD, we all think it's a deficit attention. After all, it's in the label, attention deficit disorder. That label came around a long time ago. We understand a lot more about ADHD, and as Dr. Barkley um, is on a mantra, it's, it's really ADHD is an executive functioning issue. 
largely of which is about self-regulation, the ability to direct an action back on yourself to change your behavior, to change the future, to future-directed act. So it's the ability to kind of pause and not play video games and go do your homework. Now, once we define ADHD as a self-regulation issue, then there's a few things that you need to regulate. Attention is one of them. So it's the ability to engage your attention maybe when you're not interested in it, or as I say, when there's no dopamine, or the ability to disengage your attention when you are interested in it or when you are getting your dopamine. That's the attention side. But Dr. Barkley has brought to my attention, and I think everybody else's, emotions are something else that you need to regulate. Now, emotions are not in the diagnostic criteria of the DSM-5 or the 4. I forget how far it goes back. It was a part of the diagnostic criteria before 1970. It was taken out. There's a big move afoot to bring it back in, but the at the core of it is is when you have ADHD, it's a self-regulation issue. It's to manage your emotions. And I've coached a lot of people, Greg, that came to me that had, they called it anger management issues. As well as anger, it's emotional self-regulation. What's interesting is, is when they came to me, they were noticing the negativity of that. People with ADHD, when they're passionate about something, they have the same issue. It's they struggle with emotional self-regulation, but it's more positive. I've seen people with ADHD that are like they're so jacked up and they're excited about something. People just follow them blind. I mean, they get motivated because they're so excited about it. People just like I said, it, it's just infectious. And so, ADHD again is, is is one of self-regulation and emotions is much a part of it. And so that's why they're really kind of all tied together. So I want to kind of pause to see if you have any questions on that. Does that make some sense to you? Yes. Um, makes total sense. So for just a point of clarity, um, is it, and if this is something you're going to answer down the road, that's fine. But, um, uh, is it, or could it be where, um, when they talk about ADD having the effect of impulsivity in terms of actions that you take or things that you say, is it also that your emotions, you, you impulsively, experience emotions with as well in a, in a similar sense? Absolutely. I mean, you ever had somebody look at you funny or, or like road rage or all that kind of stuff? I mean, sometimes have you ever seen somebody get cut off? I mean, they're over there. They're jumping out of the car wanting to get in the fight. Listen, right. no harm to accident, right? But that's emotional self-regulation when people get so jacked oh up they God. can't help themselves. Yeah, see, that, that that's the – that was one of the reasons why, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, suggesting this as a, as a topic when you asked me, because, because I kind of put the two recently put the two together and I can see how that is true for, for me, where, um, yep. you know, it's almost like there's no toll gate, you know, how you could, you could have a, a busy highway yet, yet a toll yep. gate will um, stop the traffic and let one by one out. I've kind of likened it to that where, I can just experience an emotion and find myself in it without, you know, going through the process of, uh, you know, looking at it, evaluating yep. it, that kind of thing. So awesome. Yeah. So here's the thing. You find all of a sudden, usually you're, when you're really emotional, it's very difficult to notice when you're in it. A lot of people are like, Oh my God, yesterday I was off the charts. Like there's this, cause when you're in it, it's real. You're, you're going with it. It's, it's this, it drives us. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, people get emotional with belief systems. They go to war. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Emotions are, we are emotional beings. Most of our decisions are emotional. They're not as rational. Uh, a lot of times right. we try to rationalize our emotions, but 
people think that we're all analytical. Human beings are really, really very emotional, and it's a bit of a challenge because, as I described, people with ADHD, they have emotions or they don't have emotions. That's the other side. Sometimes they just they don't feel emotions. But those that do, sometimes I describe it's like they have emotions and then like those, somebody threw gasoline on the fire and starts to rage out of control. And right. um, they, they're frustrated or whatever. And so that happens all the time. The trick really here today is the question is, well, how do you regulate emotions if you have ADHD? And i got to ask you, do you think that's an easy thing to do? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> it, it, it's not, I, I'll tell everybody, uh, we're going to go to break here in a little bit just so I can kind of talk about it. When people come to me, there are some people with ADHD that I find struggle much more with a, attention regulation, not so much with, with emotion. Some of mm-hmm. them, it's almost all emotion. They don't struggle so wow. much with the attention side. Most people are kind of a mix between the two. My personal thing is when they come to me, a lot of times there's lots of emotions. I focus a little bit on the attention side so they can help see what works first. But it won't even work most of the time once I shoot because when they're in the moment, they actually have to pause and they actually have to recognize what works. Because when you're in emotion, you're in a fight, fight, or freeze state. You can't even remember what works because it's emotional. But I have to understand what works for them so that when we get on the emotional side, they, can, they have the ability to pause and they think and I can get them to remember what works. I need them to know what works because if they don't know what works, they just stay emotional. So it's kind of like I focus on the attention side, then I go to emotional self-regulation, and then we go back to the attention side in order for that to kind of go through. So um, just for for our pace here, I want to go to a break real quick, and we're going to come back. I want to talk about what I've learned over the years on emotional self-regulation because there's there's one tried-and-true method um, there's no way to shortcut it, which I think is really kind of fun. We'll, we'll share what that's all about when we come back. So I tell you what, everybody, our secret word is, uh, is regulate. Our secret word is regulate. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. 
Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We're here with long-term listener Greg, and we're having a conversation about emotional self-regulation with ADHD. Uh, before the break, we really try to talk about how emotion is as much a part of ADHD as attention is, and it requires the ability to kind of pause and self-regulate. What we want to talk about right now is that process, the theoretical process um, of how that works, and then we'll kind of talk about practically how how that kind of happens. So, you know, Greg, you've listened to some of the shows off the top of your head, and then again, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I just I really would like you to struggle with this a little bit, just so our other listeners can kind of know with it. But when it comes to emotional self-regulation, from your perspective, how does it work? Where does it start? What are you supposed to do? What are you What are your thoughts on that? So. Um, again, I, I mean, I'm not just saying this. I, I've learned so much more from listening to all of your um, podcasts. And one of the things that I, that I, well, let me finish that. I've learned so much more than just reading the books and listening to directly to Dr. Barkley and, 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 and uh, the like. Um, uh, what I've learned recently, which is a very, very <laughs> big I mean, I've known about my ADD for almost 20 years now, and what I've learned recently, which is a huge um, eye-opener, is that similar to the way that um, I might be impulsive with decisions uh, here and there, um, I, I, I'm actually impulsive with how I feel, and uh, the 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 slightest thing i shouldn't say i shouldn't say that i mean uh, um s- somewhat often i'll say uh, i'll find myself in a funk whether it's because of career or uh family or you know various things that are going on in my life where i'll be in a a pretty deep funk and to learn and to discover that that not only does the add affect me in terms of my decisions but it also is is um affecting me in terms of uh, my emotions, it's, 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 I don't think there could be anything bigger than that in terms of a huge discovery because, um, uh, there have been times over the past couple of weeks since I learned about it from, from you that, that I've actually stopped myself. And I said, I said, wait a minute, this is not, I'm feeling down right now. Um, this is not the, the reality of the situation. It's, it's the fact that I've I've got no no gate on the on the emotion door, you know that 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 a belief has to pass through in order for it to get to an emotion. You know what I mean? So my yep. life situation in any in any you know form or in any part of my life could be you know yeah I could look at it in any you know direction good or bad, but but um, you know having it get to an emotion where I feel bad is um, is not obviously not good, not yep. fun. And, um, and, you know, so, so discovering, discovering that, that the ADD can affect that is, is just uh, mind blowing. Yep. yep. Well, theoretically, what I've learned over the years from, uh, interviewing Melissa Orlov, who specializes in, uh, ADHD relationships, Autumn Zatani of Sesame Street, 
the ladies at Impact ADHD, Dr. Barkley, uh, Dr. Thomas Brown, et cetera, and this is just my vernacular, is the few steps in the process is, number one, you actually have to notice you're in an emotional state. That's the single hardest thing to do. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second, but you actually have to notice in the moment that it's happening because if you don't, you're off to the races. Once you notice mm-hmm. that, you've actually got to pause and you've got to think. Then it's good to breathe. There's a reason for that. When you get into a fight, fight, or freeze state or a very, very emotional state, your primitive brain begins to take over, and literally blood is moved towards that part of your brain. It doesn't mean that none of it gets to your prefrontal cortex, but less does. So you want to get more oxygen in your blood so what little of it's getting your, your thinking brain has some oxygen to run. And what you're trying to do is you breathe to get the air in, and then you count or you do something, one, two, three, because you're trying to down-regulate and distance yourself from that trigger so that you can bring your thinking brain or your rational brain online. Mm. So Sesame Street in season 43, they were using the Muppets, and what they would do is they were using the Muppets and they would have faces, and they were trying to help the kids begin to name emotions because an emotion's emotion, but until you know that this is frustration or this is anger or this is whatever, but they were really trying to teach these kids what the different emotions feels like in their body, which we'll come back to in a second. Mm-hmm. Once they did that, once they could name the emotion, so they could name it and tame it, which is a common thing with coaching is you name it, tame it. You're trying to externalize it because when you start to breathe and you count one, two, three, and you can step out of it, step out of the mm-hmm. emotion and look back at it, how I named it so I can tame it and like I can recognize it, it's more about inanimate objects that you're kind of dealing with, you're better in a position to look at it a little bit more objectively. The Marines, mm-hmm. first thing you do is you don't panic. And they practice mm-hmm. things over and over and over because they don't want the, they want the automatic behavior to kind of kick in. Same thing with uh, kickers in football. They, go, they run out of the field. They don't want to think about it. They're just going to kick the thing. That's why they call timeouts. They want to freak them out a little bit. But the ability to kind of pause, catch yourself, down-regulate, count to one, two, three, and then ex- like step out of it for a second and look back at it, whether you're brainstorm or go back to what you've been trained to do in order to override that emotional decision. That's the formula. I've seen it repeat mm-hmm. itself with different words from different people all over the place. And it sounds, in theory, it sounds really good. But, you know, Greg, it's probably the single most difficult thing to execute that I know of. What are your thoughts on that? Does that make sense to you? I mean, this is this is the hardest part about ADHD, is managing emotions. Yeah, can you say that last part again? It's the hardest. Yeah, it's the hardest thing, right? So, so managing I, emotions is the right. single hardest thing for people with ADHD, particularly the ones that struggle with it. Well, number one, yes, a hundred percent agree, um, and it, it's. Again, recently since I've, just, I've, I've learned this from you, that um, that I, it does give me a, a good of hope uh, because um, I, I, I at least have you know I at least I know now that I have somewhat of an ability to recognize that and 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 point to something and say, look, it's not me, it's this thing, <laughs> you know, it, it's yep. it's the ADD that that's. Um, that's making me feel this way. And, and, you know, to, to, to say it again, I mean, in, in, over the past couple of weeks, there have been, I can name at least three or four times where it pulled me right out of it, knowing like, Oh my God, the Gary thing that I'm, that I'm thinking, whatever it is, you know, is not, it's, it's not yep. real. It's, it's my mind, you know, it's biology, yep. not, not reality. 
Absolutely. I like a, I talk about ADHD as a dopamine addiction, and I do that. I talk about the, the, the releasing and the reuptake of dopamine in your brain, the physics of it, and the brain to, to talk about it as a self-regulation issue, to kind of walk through the that so people can say, this isn't me, this is mother nature, this is, I'm fighting biology, so that they become detached to it a little bit so they can begin to manage it. But, you know, Greg, one of the things that, have you ever met somebody, we call them drama queens, or these people that seem to have so much drama in their life that they're drawn to it? I found a lot of people with ADHD some with ADHD, they're actually, they get their dopamine effects from the drama. Like if there's not drama in their life, they're going to create the drama because it feels good to them to be in drama. It's right. crazy. It's like they, I, it's, it's, they, they, they know it's not good. They don't like it kind of, but they still do it because it lights up their brain. It's exciting. Right. And Interesting. They, in moments of boredom or whatever, like I said, I've had people before, this is not, a, this is not an issue. I'm going to create an issue because my brain can't not just sit there unless there's an issue. Yeah, so, this is so, why this is really, really difficult. Yeah, and you know, you're, you're bringing up, you know, you're asking me, can you imagine that being true? And, of course, the answer is yes. Um, but you know what? There might be an, an, another level or an additional level of ramification here with understanding this because, because if, if, if I'm able to – manage my emotions um better with knowing this uh then like i'm right now as you said that i'm thinking wow you know what maybe when i see it the drama or whatever in someone else i can understand where it's coming from potentially uh as opposed to you know what i mean it's not real what did i just say it's not biology it's not you know it's biology not reality so you know, yep. uh, they're, they're, I, I could see myself having maybe more empathy for some, uh, just towards someone else when they're going through it. Well, that's really helpful if you, again, it's, there's, if there's fights, <laughs> fight, flight, or freeze, and we've done some, some interviews on that with Dr. David now about the biology of that, is when they do, there's like this change, like you're not in control when that happens. Your prefrontal cortex is not the right. building, and the reptilian brain is really kind of taken over and, and in various degrees, but Again, when you get into that state, rationality has gone out the door. You're in fight, fight, or freeze mode. It's survival mode, if you will, and you start to do stuff that you're not really kind of in control of. And, again, as I said, the trick really is to notice that you're in that state, to pause, to breathe, to distance yourself, and then begin to brainstorm or do something else to do that. Again, that's the formula. Easy for me to say, very difficult to execute. So i tell you what, let's go to break. We'll come back and we'll talk about kind of the things that we're, as a coach, what we do a little bit to kind of help people learn how to self-regulate the space. Um, for everyone listening, our uh, secret word tonight is regulate. Again, our secret word is regulate. With that, we'll be right back at these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. 
You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation with long-term listener Greg about emotional self-regulation. We kind of talked about how emotions are part of ADHD. We talked about the theory. Uh, Now we're going to get into reality. You know, Greg, this is hard. Uh, my mother taught me a long time ago, you know, when you have something that's hard, you got to admit that it's hard because if you don't admit that it's hard, you're not giving it the respect that it's due. You and I did a, another little interview on procrastination. The first thing I said was hard about it. And I did that because you have to actually admit what's hard because, again, if you're glassing over it, you're really not paying attention to it. And this is the single hardest thing with people with ADHD. And the epicenter is how do they notice they're in the emotional state? That has to happen first before they do anything else. That's in that moment of where somebody's about to clock you, you're threatened with your life. You actually have to know, and you actually have to take control of what's going on. Can you begin to see how challenging this is, Peg? I mean, yourself? Like, imagine, like, somebody's, you're driving down the road, and somebody's got a gun, you just get emotional. And it's like a fire. It's a spark, and off you go. But you've got to catch yourself and think about what you're doing. Do you see how hard this is? A hundred percent. In in one of the earlier recordings that uh, that you and I did, I mentioned that <clears throat> before I I learned about the ADHD <clears throat> when I was 32, and from 17 years old to 32, it's not that I thought that was some there was something wrong with me or anything like that. I just knew there was there was more. There was you know I I, I could you know I had more potential and all that, and not knowing what ADHD meant. I went on this this very long, uh, circuitous route through like self personal development, and it led me through a lot of spiritual texts and and um, and yes, it's it's very hard to do, um, but one of the the, the cornerstones of um, you know when you're in your head versus your heart, so to speak, or you know it is is when you get triggered in your body, you know when your stomach tightens up or your chest tightens up or you know, that can, that's a signal that you're, you know, you're in your story or your ego or whatever. And I think it's the same thing, you know, you're in your, you're tied up in your emotions when you feel it that way. So, so I'm, I happen to be pretty practiced at, um, at, at, at least noticing when I'm in it because I'm, I'm practiced at, at, uh, recognizing and witnessing, you know, that, that something's wrong, you know, yep. in, in, internally. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. everybody listening out there, this is not this is not a hundred percent, but but the majority. Like when I'm coaching people, we go to the body first, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are not used to listening to their body. But your body doesn't lie. So if you're in mm-hmm. a an angry state, we, well, where is that? It's in your shoulders, in the pit of your stomach. You go, you feel nauseous. You got a headache. 
You begin to help people begin to identify because the body doesn't lie. If they can learn to listen to that, it's a trigger. Because when you get upset, it's not like you can have an alarm that reminds you to downregulate or a post-it or something like that. It's in the moment wherever you are. And so, again, that body's there um, as, a, as, a, as a barometer. I talked earlier about um, Sesame Street. They were teaching the kids what emotions were and how, what different emotions feel like in their body. Because in that moment that you can begin to feel that tension, so that coming together, or you start to see your fist start to ball up and then you're about ready to clock somebody, it's in that moment that you actually catch yourself, hopefully, and then you can do something about it. Again, that is hugely difficult. When I'm coaching people that, that struggle with this, it takes a lot longer because they've got to catch themselves and then they've got to figure out what they're going to do because they have to down-regulate and kind of get outside of their head. A lot of people with ADHD, I find, project judgment back on themselves. They're very difficult. They walk into a situation they haven't even talked to anybody, and they've already judged that person has judged them negatively, and they're all over themselves. They don't even realize that they're projecting the judgment back on themselves. And having mm-hmm. them pause and realize that the person hasn't said anything or done anything, and you've never had an experience like that. You're just walking in and catastrophizing up front without that rationalization and kind of, kind of calming down and say, listen, let's think about this. This is not so bad or or what people do is they jump to the outcome and, and they lose creativity. It, it's very difficult, but again, we go to the body first. Um, so other people, there's different things and different triggers, but usually what I do to help figure that out is I tell me about a time where you were all jacked up and you were able to catch yourself. That, that what works is in those times and those clues, if that makes any sense. So once they can catch themselves, the question is, is how do you downregulate? That's the real trick. And, Again, what I do is I say, you know, tell me about a time where you were really jacked up and you calmed down really quickly. And, you know, I've heard uh, one woman I coached stuck her head in a bucket of ice. Uh, other people would go play the piano. Some people would draw and doodle. Some people would go exercise vigorously. What works for people are really a bit different, but they catch themselves and then they've got to do something to kind of like get themselves calmed down. I've heard other people just scream and yell. I've had people come in on coaching calls that were really emotional. I was like, give it to me, give it to me, like yell at me. And I would just, I would egg them on for them to scream at me for like two minutes. And, you know, it's kind of funny. They rarely make the two minutes. They get exhausted at like a minute 20. But that gets it out of it because I'm trying to help them get it out so that they can calm down so they can think rationally. And then we brainstorm and we try to look at things kind of objectively and get out and say, what's, what's this really here? But the, the, this, this, again, I'm describing you what, I, what I'm going on, but when you're emotionally in it, having, having somebody actually execute this stuff is really, 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 really difficult. But it comes with that awareness, it comes with practice, and it comes with your own blueprint to determine how you actually kind of calm down. So... You know, Greg, we were talking in another interview that you had that said sometimes you catch yourself and you start talking to yourself a little bit. You kind of talk yourself down. That's a way that you downregulate your emotions to calm down so that you can begin Mm. to think of it rationally. You've been doing it. Um, Maybe you didn't know that you were doing it, but that's a structure for some people in those moments. So, I mean, kind of going on, I want to stop and see if you want to add anything or ask any questions with regard to that. Um. No, no. I, there, there was something by a spiritual uh, author, um, Eckhart Tolle, that um, I, I just had in my mind. But um, uh, I'll think of it. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. The thing about this is, is that again, 
people that are listening is that this is really, really hard. It takes a long time and a lot of practice and a lot of self-awareness really to kind of pull this right. thing together. It's funny, a lot of times, you know, Greg, when I'm working with parents, um, they'll have a kid that's ADHD, and the non-ADHD parents are just, they're, they're ripping on their kid, and I go, stop. You're mm-hmm. now having an emotional self-regulation problem. You're struggling. You're asking your kid to manage that themselves, and they have ADHD. You don't. It's kind of funny. Like, you need to kind of learn how to calm down yourself mm-hmm. before you expect your kid to do it. I do that a lot sometimes just to help the parents get a little bit of empathy because they have a hard time when they're frustrated and in that moment in this year because this isn't easy. I'm a parent. And I want, I mean, I coach this stuff all the time, and I had my kids before where I'm like, what are you doing? I'm screaming at my kids, like, how stupid am I? Mm. It's just because it's making me feel good, not doing anything for the situation. But it's, 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 I have to kind of stop and go, wait a second. Remember what my mom said, the more I talk to my kids, the more they're in control. Showing my right. willingness to negotiate, so I need to shut up. It's hard. Mm-hmm. catch myself doing it right. all the time. I, and I coach this every day. That's how difficult this is. Make sense? Right. Yes, yes, and you know it just it did it did just come back to me. Um, one thing that I that I've heard you know from from Eckhart Tolle uh, happens to be uh, is that what you what you can do is and I hope this is helpful. I mean it, it is for me um, is is practice during the times that you're not triggered, right? So so if everything's calm, you're watching TV, you can say to yourself in your head, what if this were to happen? What if I got a call and this person said this? And something that you know would trigger you, um, the more you can have the presence, um, uh, uh, presence of mind when it's not an emergency situation and you kind of run through a scenario, almost like a fire drill um, in your mind uh, when, when it's not an emergency situation, then you know, what do you think about? It? I mean, that, that, that the, the the thought is that it will help you when the real thing does happen. So, you know, like if you're prone yeah. to go, going off the handle when someone cuts you off, just imagine you're sitting on the couch, you're, you're imagining driving down the road, someone cuts you off, and you're cool, <laughs> as opposed to flying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I. I I, fundamentally, you know, I like attention exercises, and that's one of them. You're running simulations in your mind, and you're kind of acting them out. Um, for those listening, if you can do it, it's great. It's typically difficult for people with ADHD to execute that because it's boring. It requires some working memory, which is a bit of a challenge. But it's definitely, it's definitely a go-to type thing. You're spot on in terms of that really makes a lot of sense. Just realize it just takes a little bit of effort to execute it. But that practice helps you for game time. And the emotional side is the more you can, I mean, at the end of the day in sports, athletes practice all the time in, in situations where they're putting right. pressure on them. They want game time pressure because they want to practice the emotion of, of it and the hurried decision because pressure, by the way, is also a bit of an emotional response. Um, they do it over and over and over so that they can perform. Same thing with uh, Marines and stuff like that. They go in those simulations it's a lot about practicing the routines, but it's also doing it so that when it, it comes around, they're not as emotionally involved because if they lose it, then they lose it. And that's why it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the thing I wish I had was a secret um, secret pill on this thing, but I've, you know, I've interviewed lots of people on this, and I've coached a lot of people around it. As a matter of fact, it was kind of funny. There was actually a woman that I was coaching a couple years ago where we were on a coaching call, and we stopped, and she allowed me to record it. And I played it, and you can hear her. Like, even in the motion, she's like, I know it's there, but I can't help myself. And she's, it's, 
she's, she gives a, a verbal metacognition narrative about her issues with the school district and how she wanted to kill those people. And she's talking to me about it. She knows she's in it, but she can't help herself as she describes it. Um, she was able to calm herself down. But again, I, I, I'm not doing this to scare people, but I just want everybody to know it, you can manage it, but it takes a lot of work because it's very, very difficult, particularly for those with ADHD. So, right, right. Question, question. Does it been help? Have you learned something tonight? Oh, oh my God, totally. And and to be honest with you, just like it took years, literally years for, and I'm sure this is somewhat common, um, you know, for the whole diagnosis of, of ADD or ADHD2 to sink in really for me to own it. In fact, it took me many, many years for me to really own it. Um, uh, it, it this quote unquote new discovery is is has not even sunk in for me yet this is it's so big it's stunning it's stunning yep. because um i mean uh, tell me if you agree i mean, I, I kind of feel like um your emotions are bigger than your actions right like in terms of getting yep. things done and blah 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 so if you're able to i mean this might be more important than you know than, than uh trying to manage your add when it comes to you know doing the actions you want to do right or or what do you think no, it's, 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 it's more challenging. It's definitely more challenging. And, uh, and right. on the other side, there's these they kind of lack emotions. They have a hard time get, gaining any emotion. Like they don't even kind of care about certain things. And so it's 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 a it's a real area of challenge. And what I like is that Dr. Barkley is beating the drum. We hope it comes back into the DSM uh, diagnostic criteria because it isn't much a part of it, and it gets a little bit of emphasis, and people start working with it because it's uh, it, it, it's it's definitely a bit of a challenge. However, at the same time, I've worked with people successfully that were able to manage it, and they've, they've gone on to live some very uh, fulfilling, successful lives. But the thing about it is realize is, again, it's not an easy thing to do, um, and it just takes a little bit of work and a lot of practice. Make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. Yep. All right. All right, so let's pull this thing together. Greg, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. Me too, and, and, and I can't uh, you know, tell you how much I appreciate you beating the drum on this because it's it's so important, so so thank you. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it. Everybody, for those that are listening, our secret word tonight is regulate. Again, our secret word is regulate. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Take care.